Welcome to True Independent Media, Real News Live. Right, that is Kiss with Deuce, and if you don't know what a Deuce is, ladies, you should be giving it to your man. I'm just gonna tell you that right now. We are here for the Friday night fun time show. It is the Power Trio: Mike Barra in Las Vegas, Nevada; Doctor Brooks Agnew in Mount Shasta, California, joining us on the road; and of course, the birthday boy, the inimitable, the irresistible, the in—I don't know. In incest, <laughs> indomitable. He's Blake Wally. TV's Blake Wally. Blake, how are you doing the night? And happy birthday, by the way. Ah, doing great. Uh, yes, thank you. It's great to be here. Big yeah, four six. Um, first of all, I was not supposed to be here. Um, I'm supposed to be in Barcelona, and I'm not because somewhere in the move, I lost my passport. And despite all the efforts of a lot of wonderful people to give me hints and ideas and do psychic readings, we did not find it. And um, I feel terrible about that. I want to apologize to everyone who may be watching um, from Barcelona or may see this stream later. Uh, That's not the way I roll. I show up, I'm not drunk, I'm not hungover. I do my job, I, I perform. And I feel terrible that I'm not able to do that. There's maybe a slim possibility that they could stream me in or something, but that's not the same as being there. They spent some money on me and I apologize for that. And when I can, um, I'll pay you back or I'll certainly do next year for free if that's an option. And I, I just wanted to say sorry to everybody. I was really looking forward to Spain, but um, there is a lot of weird stuff going on. And uh, I guess it's just one of those things Brooks, it just happens sometimes, you know, when you're a major international traveler like you are, I suppose these kinds of things happen from time to time, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, recently I'm, I'm here in Shasta and normally when I go to the airport, I use my my ticket holder that goes around my neck. I put my tickets down in it and that has my passport in it. So I got to the airport, got my tickets, got my boarding passes, checked my bags, went into my book bag to get my ticket holder and it wasn't there. And I was like, you know, I've been traveling wow. for 20 years. I have never lost that ticket holder. So I don't know where it is. Honestly, the last time I flew was, you know, out of uh, out of uh, L.A. And gosh, I, I had it then and when I connected in Dallas, but I don't know where it is. So I have no clue. Maybe I lost my passport, too, but I'm not traveling internationally anytime soon. Yeah, I, uh, I, you know, filled out the form and signed up today and said my passport is lost, so it's now canceled anyway, um, and I have to get a new one. I have to wait until October 20th to get an appointment to turn in the form to apply for a new one, but uh, that's that sucks. So this is one of those things that happens, but, um, you know, again, I feel, I feel bad for it, um, for everybody about it, and it's just... Just one of those things. Uh, I wanted to also do something else, guys, before we get started. Um, I wanted to mention, I mentioned this, I think, on Wednesday, but I wanted to mention it again. Um, a friend of mine, uh, Gil Bavel, who um, who I've known for years, um, you know, it's weird how you acquire Facebook friends, right? You know, he was a Facebook friend. And then he started his own radio show or on YouTube, sort of a podcast called Pop Culture Thing. 
with uh, Doomcock and, and Gary Ambrosia and a lot of cool guys like that. And he brought me in with them and, and he just, he just passed away just a couple days ago. I think it was a week ago and no explanation. He was, as he put it, liberal and progressive. I hope he did not have the jab. If he did, um, I'm sorry. And I just wanted to say, you know, Gil, I'm really sorry that you're gone. And uh, it's just one of those things that just you don't expect to happen in life, but it just does sometimes. It just does, right? So, all right, we um, we Mike, you're close. Cross over the border and then come back over and get it free. I don't think it works that way. Anyway, uh, we had a weird week. We could not have had a weirder week. So in some ways, it's a blessing that we're here on Friday night. Brooks, maybe there's somebody here that we're going to reach tonight on the show. Maybe I needed to be here to do this show so we would touch somebody. Because one of the things that happened last weekend, we didn't do a show, is that you and I were both in um, <clears throat> here in Las Vegas at the Alien Expo, a Dave Farman event <laughs> special. So, of course, there's nobody there. Uh, that's not true. There were some people there. But we met. A number of folks, I met at least three folks who said that they only watch the Friday night show. They don't watch my other streams. They just watch this one with us and that it's invaluable to them. And I had two people, Brooks, tell me that your proselytizing, I guess, of ivermectin saved members of their families' lives. Wow. To remind you that you also are an important person in the world. And you, if... If you ended up like my friend Gil and just tomorrow Brooks was just gone, you have made a huge impact on this planet already because of the number of people that you've affected. So good for you. That humbles me to the dust. You know, my mission is to save lives. That's why I've made it so inexpensive at cost and why I have taken the risk to, to get it out there. As far as I know, I'm the only domestic source for ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine right. without a prescription in this country that survived. There have been others, but they were taken out and they've made attempts to take me out. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we just persevere. We just go around them. We just find another way to get it out there and find another way to get it done because saving people's lives is important. Yeah. It, means. It, is, important. it is important. So, so anyway, I want to share a few, um, few images of, of the week that was the weird week. There's me and Brooks uh, I guess it was last Friday, probably or Thursday at the show. Um, which and is, that picture doesn't make my butt look big. That's a good picture. No, but it makes my gut look big. <laughs> my gut is big. Uh, there's a little journey joke. There's my teeth. Uh, there was some fun stuff. We had a banquet that we went to. It was quite, uh, quite a few people there. There's Laura Eisenhower, um, there's the sphere, which we were near. We were near the sphere. It's weird. It's it's really weird. Uh, that's that's this is Laura and some other folks at dinner uh, at my favorite restaurant. A few other pictures. There was some dancing that went on. Brooks, there's I don't know if you got you guys can see this right. There's yeah, there's some dancing that went on. There's uh, there's Maria Shapely. Talk about a name that fits. That's what I was yeah. gonna say. She has the right yeah, last Maria name. Was definitely shapely. We had a great time doing a bunch of fun stuff. Um, here's a panel with, or not another dinner. Uh, there's me and Laura. Okay, well let's stop there now. <laughs> next is this. Uh, let's stop sharing. We're gonna we're gonna stop now. Um, the question is where to start, and I, I was gonna start. We could start with missing F-35s. We could start with aliens. We could start with um 
all kinds of stuff that's in the news. But where we kind of have to start, I think, is is this. And uh, I, I, I <laughs> I'm speechless. I'm literally, literally speechless about this one because uh, this happened today. Vladimir Zelensky um, has apparently asked that Marina Abramovich be the ambassador for Ukraine. Wow. Now, if you don't know who Marina Abramovich is, let me give you you a little background. Um, Let me give you a little background. Marina Abramovich is a satanic psychopath. Okay. Um, She is the father, the mother of spirit cooking, which is, uh, she was a, a, which is a bizarre ritualistic satanic cult type activity. She has all these weird quote art exhibits where she puts blood, menstrual blood and semen and breast milk into concoctions and makes people drink them. Um, and as part of the WikiLeaks links, uh, leaks of John Podesta, um, she was linked with him. He was, she was asking, you know, Marina's going to have another spirit cooking party. Are you going to come John? Because obviously he'd come before and it involves stuff like there's creepy lady Gaga. Uh, you know, they have these um, human bodies that are in these, what looks like pools of blood. And then pe- they're actually cake, but people eat them in an act of symbolic cannibalism. She's directly associated with, um, Pedophilia. She knows Tony Podesta. She knows John Podesta. Tony Podesta, of course, knows James Alafontis, which his name translates to I Love Children in French, connected to Comet Pizza. Um, there's pictures of stuff that was on his Instagram, on, um, on Tony Podesta's Instagram. Um, she is a satanic whack job. And of course we all know that pizza and hot dogs, a hot dog is a little boy in apparently in the pedo world and a pizza is a little girl. And there's one of the emails that says, I, you know, Obama spent 65,000 on hot dogs and pizza. And if you guys remember Trump, when he invited, I think the Clemson national championship winning football team, fed all of them, fed like 300 guys from McDonald's and KFC for about $1,000. And he kept saying, it costs $1,000. This only costs $1,000. And he was obviously, you know, pointing out that there was this email talking about how Obama had spent, you spent $65,000 on pizza and hot dogs. You're spending it on having children brought into the White House for federal purposes. Oh, by the way, we might get taken down tonight, just so you know. Um, she wrote these weird, bizarre rituals with a sharp knife cut deeply into the middle finger of your left hand and eat the pain. Uh, if you look at John Podesta's gnarled, crunched, crushed, weird fingers, the middle finger of his left hand has a bandage on it. He's obviously performed this ritual where you self mutilate yourself. Uh, here's a picture of Barack Obama with the same thing. The same finger is bandaged with a little girl. And uh, obviously they're this, you know, two people of the same ilk from the same political party. Um, And then this is Obama with that same little girl again. And this is a very interesting situation because that little girl um, grew up 
to be a wife and a mother living in a Mormon community in Mexico. There are two major Mormon crime families, the Romneys and the LeBarons. They have both been running drugs, laundering money, and trafficking child brides across the southern border for the last 100 years. That's how Mitt Romney's family made their money. That's how the LeBaron family made their money. She was murdered by the, quote, cartels. And this is quite obviously the same girl grown up. 10 or 15 years later, um, all of these, and, and that's why Mitt Romney hates Donald Trump so much, because he was shutting down the southern border. Um, Barack Obama uh, being very inappropriate with a young little girl, a young child here, being very sexual with her. Looks like the same little girl that was on a boat with him and George Clooney on Lake Como. And little Asian girl, here she is taking her, you know, taking her, her clothes off, apparently. And there she is on her knees looking. They're all looking at the camera who's taking pictures of us. And what is George Clooney doing? Um, obviously, things that are not appropriate or OK in any way, shape or form. So, um, you know, guys, I just. The world is a fucking clown world like yeah. that, that this psychopath, pervert, satanic bitch could be considered for something like this. Like, to me, it's like, they don't care anymore. They don't care if everybody knows they're Satanists, because I think they feel like they're invulnerable right now. Am I wrong? No. I'm, obviously, I mean, if they could put somebody like yeah, Marina Abramovich and all of her satanic stuff front and center and call her an ambassador, that is, that it's rubbing it in our face. It's interesting. They got rid of the uh, the, the crazy, uh, twisted transgender spokesperson they had. That Sarah Ashton Cirillo. Yeah. Now uh, it's, it's she. They finally her lies caught up to her because she had no credibility to be there. And then all of a sudden she steps down, and then, then Abramovich comes out of the woodwork. That's just, that's insane. So um, I, I wish people would wake up. I mean, I, I, thought, it was a joke. I thought it was a joke. And then I saw yeah. that serious people like DC Drano and Poso, Jack Posobiec were talking about it. And I realized this is real. This is actually a proposal. And it shows you exactly who Zelensky is, does it not, the, uh, Dr. Brooksack? Well, you have to understand how the global syndicate works. The global syndicate doesn't take just anybody in. Uh, you have to first be initiated. And the initiation comes through sexual perversion and then you move up the ranks with deeper and more pervert acts and uh the uh the abuse of children uh can go all the way to death of a child and that gets you the highest ranks that's where hillary clinton comes from that's where maria abramovich comes from and she's very powerful in the satanic world you know lady gaga attributes her singing voice and her singing success to her direct one-on-one -on -one training with Maria Abramovich. She tortured her and, and uh, you know, brought her into that area where she receives these blessings. Now, you have to understand that the Global Syndicate has officers like this in their organization. So it would make sense since it's completely ranked from top to bottom with these officials, the Senate, 
Congress, the White House, all through the agencies, departments, bureaus, and administrations to put the Queen of Satan as the head of uh, the head ambassador to watch over the money laundering in Ukraine. And, it, and just today, just today, again, Bob Menendez gets indicted for taking bribery. The same Bob Menendez who was on trial in 2017, and part of that trial included the uh, frequenting of underage female prostitutes. That ended, ended in a mistrial. And he didn't stop. He didn't stop. He didn't say, wow, that was close. They almost got me. No, he kept going. And the crimes that they have for now ranged from 2018 to 2022. He didn't stop. He just kept right on going because in the satanic world, they believe they have immunity from prosecution. And I guarantee you, Merrick Garland and, and uh, uh, Eric Withholder and all these individuals are, are all linked in this organization of Satan worship. Yeah, Eric Withholder, I like that. Um, gentlemen, this to me is alarming because it again, like you say, it shows they have not a care in the world about being caught for any of this stuff. Which well, they get caught, but nothing happens to them. They right. own they own justice. This this just makes me think, Blake, that there's literally no hope that anyone on our side is going to grow a pair and do anything about any of these people. They should all be. I'm trying to think of a way to say it. Uh, <laughs> Quarantine for the rest of us. Yes. The chair would be too good. They should all be room temperature. That's yeah, a nice way of saying it. It'll be room temperature. Um, and it should have started five, six years ago. And now, and nothing's happening. And it just doesn't it just show, I mean, like it shows me, at least I think, that that uh, nothing's going to happen. I'd like to be I, wrong about that, but it seems like nothing's going to happen. Yeah, it, it's possible, especially if they can do that uh, and, and keep getting away with it. And the media is just going to cover for them. And most of the people aren't going to pay attention. So it's really frustrating because if they did pay attention, it should be obvious, and this would be over very quickly. And they're ready. They'll just let another twenty-four billion go to the Ukraine, and it's just—it's a clown show. So, yeah, it's it's really really hard to um, really hard to swallow, really hard to stomach. This is just psychopathic shit. It's crazy, and it's got to stop. And I mean, everything I told you about the Romneys and the LeBarons—that's all true. Um, they're Mormon crime families. That's how they made their fortunes. Um, and they're By the way, that. that Mormon family had a shootout with the cartels. The cartels killed some of the Mormons. The Mormons didn't run. They went back at them, and they wiped out a big section of the cartels. Oh, no, I have some, they're very I have tough. Friends, I have some friends that dealt with the Mormons, and they they, <laughs> they are not nice, peace-abiding people when it comes to defending their church. They're, they're definitely able to do wow. able to do a pretty good job defending themselves okay um let's move on to the next issue unless anybody has anything else i don't know what to say about this it's just, i'm i'm literally almost speechless because it's so utterly insane blake anything you want to add to this before we go to the next issue this is a yeah this is a new uh, developing story so i'm curious to see how people respond to this and if they want to continue giving money to this cause does it make out of all the people? What are her qualifications to be there? 
None. People have to ask why. Yeah. She's a Satanist. That's her qualification. And that, but what this is showing you is that that's exactly what Zelensky is. He's one. He's one of them. He's just as sick as they are. So okay. Um, moving on today, uh, the Senate changed the dress code. Uh, they changed it solely for one purpose, which is to make this goomba be allowed to wear shorts and Hawaiian sloppy shirts into the U.S. Senate. And, and it's it's a complete joke. I mean, very clearly, obviously, this is ridiculous. Uh, some senators actually fought back today. Um, one of them, interestingly enough, being, um, being uh, Bob Menendez, as you pointed out there. Um, Brooks, you know, Menendez in his orange jumpsuit, couldn't care less. Uh, and then Rand Paul showed up, I think Rand Paul, yeah, showed up in, uh, in his bathrobe with no shoes. <laughs> I think that's kind of amusing. Uh, one thing that did happen around this is that uh, Joe Manchin is considering proposing a reinstatement under the rules of the Senate dress code. But to me, guys, this is all distraction. Uh, and the distraction is from um, the reality that we're facing, which is that this guy is not Fetterman. The guy who spoke in the Senate yesterday is not John Fetterman. These, these are all the different Fettermans that have been out here. And this is one of the body doubles, and he's a terrible body double. Doesn't look like him at all. Clearly, they're not all the same guy. And so what I think is that they did this whole dress code thing get people focused on that rather than be focused on the fact that it's not the same guy, which would be obvious if you were paying attention to that instead of what he's wearing. Brooks, uh, am I? No, I, you're right. I, I swear I heard him say, Rocky Road the other day. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I. these guys don't even look the same. They don't even look, they have different one has a mustache, one doesn't. I mean, it's just, they're just poking us in the face with this. I don't think Fetterman's around. I think Fetterman's still a vegetable somewhere. Yeah. Um, that's it? <laughs> I mean, do you, whoa, wait a minute. What happened to Brooks? There you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Blake, do you think that this is a distraction, that the dress code thing is a distraction to keep us from noticing or commenting on the fact it's not even Fetterman. That's oh, it's a very good uh, hypothesis. Yeah, it's certainly uh, plausible. I don't know. Um, it, it's weird that they could get that many of these big guys that are that stupid at the same time, and he's got to use <laughs> a teleprompter. And yes, it, it is a distraction, and it's embarrassing that we have to lower our standards for this, this one guy. And it's embarrassing that he's a senator and he's representing America. What kind of message does that send around the world? That this is somebody who was allegedly elected and he's in, in charge. He's making rules. He's making laws for our country. Um, it's sad. They've just they've taken us down and they made a mockery of our country. And I don't know. We're, we're just not the same. It's not America first anymore. This is not Trump's America. It's not the America I used to know. And, I don't uh, understand why the members of the press, uh, when they go and they, yeah. they put the camera on them, 
why don't they take their microphone and say, excuse me, but uh, who are you? Yeah. Are you Fetterman? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know John Fetterman and you're no John Fetterman. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, you know, again, it's just, it's, it's again, shocking that not one person will say anything about this. I sure wish Fox and friends would call and have me on to ask me about it. Cause I go, well, aren't we kind of distracted from the fact that uh, that's clearly not John Fetterman. That'd be my last appearance. You know, it's all about keeping the illusion going, this illusion. I mean, I can't tell you how many people in my stream, Oh, you know, Ron DeSantis is going to win New Hampshire. Trump is, Trump is 30-60 in approval rating among independents in New Hampshire. He's going to get crushed. It's like, fuck, Trump, Trump fucking won New Hampshire in 2020, and I'll win it again without the fraud. And you're like, oh, you know, when are you going to face the fact that Trump can't win this general election? And this is their new, this is their new narrative with their boosted by their fake polls and their absolute bullshit. But it's like, how can people at this point, Blake, how can any rational thinking person Who's even slightly aware of of anything going on in the world? How can they, how can they act like politics is normal? Like, like Biden really won. I mean, are they just dead asleep or what's going on? I mean, I don't, I don't get it. How can you just they like just, not realize this? Is, they're yeah. just afraid of the criticism. Yeah, keep under the radar, and uh, they don't want to be associated with all of the uh, kooky conspiracy theorists. Yeah, I, I get how they'd like DeSantis before he started running, and maybe in their head they thought he would, you know, do a great job where he'd be more electable. But he's stumbled out of the gates. He's had a terrible campaign. Clearly, by now they should realize that he's, you know, better suited as the governor as long as Matt Gates doesn't uh, run against him. Mm-hmm. But um, that—that's his place, and he's kind of ruining his opportunity to take 2028 and get the MAGA people. So he kind of d- destroyed himself, you know, himself. But I guess that's the, what the neocons and, and Fox wanted to do all along, anyway. So it's just it's failed. So clearly, Trump is the, the front runner, and there is nobody else that's close. And the thing is, it's not cognitive dissonance. Somebody Zeke was in there. It's not cognitive dissonance, guys. Clay Travis is a very popular political commentator now. He used to be a very popular sports commentator. And every day he's posting stuff about, oh, this poll shows this and this, and if this happens and that happens, and I, I and I go in there every day. And usually I'm one of the first hundred people, so I'm thinking maybe he reads it once in a while. And I'm like, when are you going to stop bullshitting yourself? When are you going to stop pretending like the 2020 election was real? It's not real, and I really nail it. I, I said, look, I realize in order for you, Clay Travis, to remain relevant and have an audience and have a paying job talking about the fake politics, you have to pretend like the fake politics is real. But it's not real. The election was stolen and everybody knows that. So is anybody ever in mainstream media going to grow a pair, Brooks, and say something? Now, me, yeah, I'll say something. But if you see any hope that anybody's going to finally go in front of the country and say, well, let's just face reality. None of this shit is real anyway. Democrats stole it in 2020. 2022, they're just going to steal it again in 2024. Well, I mean, I put my money where my mouth was. I, Me and a million of my friends went to D.C. We stood outside of uh, on, the, on the lawn. I didn't get anywhere close to the Capitol. But we were there to show the state legislatures that we support them. 
we support them taking back their electoral college and saying, hey, what the hell happened here? We can't let the Secretary of State, we can't let the Supreme Court usurp the state legislature. That's against our Constitution. Those states were there to review and revise their election system. And Nancy Pelosi saw it coming and she set a trap. She told the Capitol Police to open the door. They let the tourists in. She declared an emergency. The House rules say that the that the process gets suspended. And when it, it uh, comes back under a state of emergency, there's no debate. There's no debate. So the these six states that were getting ready to follow Arizona and say, hey, something went wrong. Something went wrong. We don't know what it was. And this is a lot to risk. So we're going to we're going to take 30 days. We're going to review this. No, all that stopped. All that stopped. And then the mainstream media got behind it. And honestly, Mike, it wouldn't have mattered if there were 10 million of us there. But now there are 120 million of us and we're not marching anywhere. We're not marching anywhere. We're going to well, take action it, where you know, we are. You know, Brooks, it would have mattered if there were 10 million of us there, if we'd uh, brought some hammers and nails and uh, some woodwork and a little bit of rope. It would have mattered if there had been 10 million of us there. If we'd done a little construction work on the Capitol steps and taken care of business, it would have mattered. Um, Blake, did I go too far there? Um, not ne- Looking back, in hindsight, not necessarily. Um but we're not talking about Belinda snack bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ken, it, it, Ken, yeah. Ken Paxton was on Tucker's show and said the election was rigged. Well, of course he was because he was on Tucker's show. Yeah. But when is somebody in the mainstream media just go, let's face facts. This election was stolen. They're fixing to steal the next one. Trump should be president. I mean, I- I'm talking Jesse. Well, I'm talking, is somebody going to say, you know, I got enough money in the bank. It's time to tell people the truth. They're going to take me off the air, but I'm going to go on in this next segment and just fucking do it. Um, I don't, I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. Clay Travis is not a moron. He knows the election was stolen, but three days afterwards, he was like, Oh, come on. Trump lost. Let's just face it. He knew that was a lie when he said it. So he's a liar like everybody else. We need a completely new American media. Any of that sound familiar to you? Well, we have a completely new American media. We just don't have a platform that can reach everybody. Right, exactly. I mean, I've been taken off of Twitter, and I tried to appeal today again, and they said, oh, we're not letting you back on because you had violent speech. That's bullshit. Yeah. What, what, like, do I have violent speech if I say the Seahawks are going to kill the Lions this weekend or the Panthers? Hey, the Seahawks are going to kill the Panthers. Oh, violent speech, your, your account's deleted. It's, it's a random algorithm that's not, gener- not generated by a human. It's not, there's no human interaction. There's nobody you can talk to. I had, I had an Instagram account hacked once and, you know, never, never to appear again. So um, I just, I just opened, started a new one, started rebuilding. It's all you can do. And at least Twitter, you know, pretends to be somewhat, uh, somewhat uh, open-minded about free speech. I don't think they really are, though. You, Brooks, based on your experience? Well, it's so hard to rebuild. You know, when I was on YouTube, I had almost 30,000 subscribers. And any given night, you know, I had 5,500, 5,600 people watching live. Right. Rebuilding from that, I'm not even close to those numbers on Rumble. Not even close. 
Yeah, I, I peel my Twitter account and get an email within seconds that they have reviewed and I feel suspended. Yep, that's that's the reality. That's the way it goes. Okay, I want to pivot now, circle back to something else. Uh, Congresswoman Lauren, Lauren Boebert went to a theater with a date uh, last week. And uh, I'm going to show you a little bit of the video about what happened there, uh, I hope. Blake's smiling. I think he knows what happened. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, let me get the right one. Okay. So this is, uh, this, by the way, is Lauren Boebert in, uh, in the dress she was wearing that night. And I gotta say, Lauren, you, you, you fill that out. Uh, where is it? Uh, no, that's not it. There it is. You, you fill that out, uh, dress out pretty well, Lauren. I got to give you that. Uh, this was her in the, uh, in uh, you know, on the way in. And uh, this is what happened. So let's watch. Let's watch the he video. Puts on lipstick and dons a headdress. He is then given a costume jewelry uh, before her, being seen, before being taken to the NYC Mermaid Parade where he can freely express himself. And, Julian um, is a mermaid found in DODEA. Okay, so let's let's uh, let's stop that. Let's let's go back. Um, and then there was another photo of it. Yeah, this is another video of it. Lee had a grasp on the situation before ushers returned and told Bobert she had to leave. Bobert occasionally took a break from being disruptive to enjoy the company of her male companion. He briefly had a grasp on the situation before ushers returned and told Bobert she had to leave. So, um. The essence of this is that she was being disruptive. As you can see from the video, she was sitting there. The guy starts feeling her tits, okay? At least one of them. Uh, this is her date. Apparently, it was the first date. He's a Democrat. She didn't know it. The cameras were on her. Amazing how there's cameras on her, but there were no cameras in Epstein's jail cell or, <laughs> or uh, Ghislaine Maxwell's island and all that stuff. There were cameras on her, and then the ushers come down and, and you know tell them to leave. It's obviously all a setup. And here's the thing. And, and they're, they're trying to say, oh, she's she's jerking him off with her left hand. She had her left hand on, on his inside of his leg, which a woman, when she's being affectionate towards you, frequently does that to a man. It's cute. It's sexy. But she was doing that before he started grabbing her boobs, and then she pulled her hand out. So here's the thing. This was a Republican, especially if it was Donald Trump. They would say that the guy sexually assaulted her. But the way the Democrats and the media are spinning it is that she did something wrong and she was being dirty and sexual in a movie theater, which is, Brooks, am I wrong? Complete fucking bullshit. It's exactly the opposite. It's obviously a tit job. I mean, a hit job. Yeah. Uh, so they had a camera on them. He uh, told them what he was going to do and they got it on film. And they did this to uh, embarrass her and make her look like, uh, you know, a slut. You know, and here's the thing. I, I was disappointed. She made some response of, oh, that'll never happen. What she should have said is, look, I'm in a theater with this guy. I liked him. I had my hand on his leg and he starts grabbing my boobs and then they kick me out. They had cameras everywhere. They don't have cameras for the cocaine in the White House. They didn't have any cameras for Epstein. <laughs> I think it was a setup. That's what she should have said, and she didn't say any of that. Blake, any speculation as to why? She... 
Uh, I think it's just an impossible situation for her to come out of. So I think she did the right thing and just tried to uh, apologize. At first, I think she didn't or tried to deny it. But once she was, they had it on camera, there's nothing she could do at that point. And she's still a sitting congresswoman. She's still in a theater. There's families there. She's got caught vaping, said she didn't. Uh, you know, I'm not against that. I'm sure she's a, she's a great date, obviously, uh, having fun. But I uh, got caught, and they, they love to take her down. They don't. She's a, she's a threat. She's a firebrand. She's feisty. She goes after the Democrats, and I'm sure they would love to find something. And and there they have a, a little bit, but I don't think it was that explosive. But uh, no, it probably made no. her look more endearing to the rest of us. Yeah, I, I, just not fair. It's not I fair. Just, where where are the cameras of of AOC? Where are the cameras of Alexandria right. or Communist Cortez? That's something <laughs> we really want to see. Well, I'll try to set some up when I get her to Vegas. <laughs> Palms, meet me at the Palms AOC. I can get free rooms there. Meet me, meet me seriously. I'll tell you what. This does not alter my perception of Lauren Boebert in any way, shape, or form. But it does make me want to take her to a movie. Is she a Libra? Yeah, God, probably. <laughs> I will look that up during the next time. Guys. Uh, okay, guys, now I'm going to share my Instagram feed again. We're going to go back to that, and we're going to look at some pictures of some other weird-ass shit that happened this week. Uh, here's the first one, of course. You know, the uh, Jaime Masson rolled out a bunch of Fake alien mummies from Peru. Here's a meme. We have information that will lead to the arrest of Hillary Clinton five hours later. Is it on screen? Is it on screen? Oh, I'm sorry. It's not showing. I keep forgetting. I have an extra step. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, here these fake alien <laughs> mummies. Here they are in their, uh, in, in, you know, their coffins that Jaime rolled them out in. Uh, here's another one waiting to learn the names on Ghislaine Maxwell's client. <laughs> learn names on Ghislaine Maxwell's client list. Uh, what's the other memes here? Let's go pass through this stuff. Yeah, this is the new Halloween costume, the paper mache alien made from paper strips, blue starch, pulp, water, flour, paste, and chicken wire. Makes for great hoaxes and pranks. We like that one. Um, there was another one. Uh, yeah, here it is. Jaime, Jaime Musson. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you, Anthony Esemplari, for that. Um, before we get on to that, other stuff, um, these things are fake. Okay? I studied them in 2017 and 2018. The Maria one, the Gaia Network, Jay Widener, who's so dumb, so easily fooled. And, and Jay... His ego is so huge, he actually thinks, oh, my food's here, my Thai food's here. Uh, <laughs> he thinks he's going to be the one to make the biggest discovery in human history, which is a mummified alien body. It's a mutilated human corpse. These are mutilated <laughs> human corpses. Steve Mira and Brian Forster did a terrific job, a terrific video that uh, I've posted a bunch of times on my Facebook and on my, um, on my Twitter feed. I'm still calling it Twitter, uh, that showed that these things are basically like there's back, the back of a llama skull, the front of a dog skull, a uh, human face, bones from all different animals sewn together. And then they use diatomaceous earth to dry everything out and kind of steal up the sutures and make them look more natural. 
there's video out there. They were debunked uh, in 2017, 2018. Jaime Masson knows they're frauds, and he rolled them out. And um, I, I just think Jaime needs to be out of the conversation when it comes to aliens and UFOs. I want to know what you thought of it. I, I can tell you, look, the DNA has been tested. They say, oh, well, there's unknown DNA in there. Could be alien. No, it's contaminated DNA. I have a, I have a DNA expert in Peru, a doctor, who was feeding me all the test results and saying, this is not alien DNA. This is contaminated human DNA. We, don't, we can't sequence. We can't identify. And he told me the name of the counterfeiter who makes all these things. So go ahead, Brooks. Uh, let's get let's get your opinion on the fake alien mummies. Uh, you know, I I was on a, a panel uh, at the event in Vegas, yeah. and one of the things that we talked about was the evidence uh, and the the oversight committee that uh, had them right before them, before you know the public, and asked them questions. And I was talking to a man named John. I'll leave his last name out, but uh, I said, so so what's the deal? You know, why didn't they ask the right questions to Grush when he was there? You know, when he said uh, that there was a ship and there were uh, non-biologics in it, which could be a pepperoni pizza, like you said, uh, why why didn't the Congressional Oversight Committee come back and say, all right, Mr. Grush, where's the ship? Where's the ship right now? If you got a ship and you, you, you stored the ship or you analyzed the ship or you reverse engineered the ship, Where's the ship right now? And John said, well, he can't say that. That's classified. And I said, that, that, that is so Stephen Greer. Don't give me that bullshit about classification. Just tell me where the ship is or I'm cutting your money off. You know, as if a gay bodybuilding bullshitter like Stephen Greer would have access to classified information. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's what they say. Oh, that's classified. I can't tell you that. Yeah, it's classified. Because you don't know. Well, if it's because classified, you're lying. Yeah, it's because you're full of shit. It's, it's classified. What it says in the classification is this guy's full of shit. Grush is, I'm glad you brought Grush up because Grush has been this big deal and the whole, you know, UFO Twitter is just shockingly bad. <laughs> at being able to disseminate, work through this stuff, figure it out. They just jump on it. Oh, oh my God, alien bodies. And these are the same fake alien bodies that me and Steve Mara and Brian Forster debunked six years ago, okay? But these people were probably all in you know, junior high school and oh, alien bodies, they're fakes. Jaime Musan is a fake. He is a liar. He is full of shit. Even Paola Harris, I heard, who's pumped Jaime Wissan up forever and has them at all our conferences, admitted way back in 2017 that they're all fake. The DNA evidence doesn't, oh, but they, but Brooks, they x-rayed them. They x-rayed them and they're all just one coherent body. Yeah, with bones from like 13 different animals. Yeah. Give me a break. Um, so what Grush actually said was, is that they're non-human biologics. We have the pilots but didn't he also say something along the lines, but there are some problems with them, or he made some intimation that they had the bodies, and he knew that they, they had the bodies, mm -hmm. but that there might be some issues with them. Flake, <laughs> what if Grush was talking about these fucking ET-looking frauds? What if these are the bodies Grush was talking about? Um, well, I, 
I don't know. I don't really buy into it. I remember actually I did meet Jay Widener years ago during that year. And I was, he was talking about that and he was like, Oh, I was kind of praising him as like a real life uh, Indiana Jones. Sounded like he went through a lot of trouble to uh, travel to South America and find these things and buy them from shady character, not buy them or whatever, whatever he had to go through spelunking through uh, old caves or what have you. I don't exactly know, but uh, yeah, it ended up being a hoax and they brought him back out. Like, we forgot um so yeah to this day they still haven't really uh, pulled out any legitimate bodies to my knowledge so it's just another uh strange distraction that they they threw at us but what uh, UFO if hearings and then these alien bodies right but what what if these are the bodies grush was talking about if they are then grush psh, his credibility goes right out the window does it not exactly work? right yeah. exactly it's right now right so sure needs to be brought before a committee put under oath and asked are these the bodies that you're talking about because if they are you need to get the hell out of the out of the out of congress along with all the guys who brought you like jeremy corbell and george knapp and james fucking clapper um don't you think am i wrong no you're right you're right and I, when i point that out you know who this is sitting right behind him on his right shoulder no who is that it's James Clapper, Clapper, the former DNI, the former director of national intelligence. Why would he be sitting right behind the right shoulder of Mr. Grush to make sure he didn't say anything? Yep. yep. Exactly. To make sure he didn't say. And this is the guy who came, who spied on President Trump, which is a federal crime and treason punishable by the penalty for treason. I'll just let mm -hmm. you guys figure that out. Deleted soon uh, i don't want to get deleted before i've said my piece I mean, you can delete anyway um yeah guy's a complete scam and a sh sham and a fraud and the whole thing was a psyop and if it turns out that these are what grush was talking about grush is <laughs> as a witness and it's just another line up line up the bowling pins and then knock them down and again this is why you need to have credible witnesses like you and me and Whitley Strieber, Travis Walton and, and Tom Reed and people who have actually, you know, done some research, Dr. Bob Wood, people like that need to be coming in front of these committees, mm -hmm. not clowns like Grush and Clapper and, and Greer and Greer and the the whole rest you know Knapp and Corbell George Knapp I kind of want to go easy on him because I, I do like him and, but I think he's pretty easily fooled at this point. so it's just it's 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 a bad situation now the funny thing about this is guys that um we had some other really weird things happen this mm -hmm. weekend uh or this last week that is really inexplicable and the thing that we had happen was that the U.S. Marine Corps had somehow lost a two-day, uh, they issued a two-day stand-down order for all aviation units, both inside and outside of the U.S., because of the disappearance of an F-35 stealth fighter jet, fighter bomber jet, which I actually worked on at Northrop Grumman. Um, this is, I'm trying to think of a way to put this. This is as unusual as it gets. Now, Babylon B says the military <laughs> lost F-35 was carrying the Epstein client list. So it's 
It's not there. Uh, military personnel were seen wandering the forest in North Carolina. They're near you, Pressing the button on the F-35 key fob. Uh, they were not able to find it. And, uh, oh, by the way, this is the uh, this is the documentary, Alien Mummies of Peru by Brian Forster and uh, Steve Mira. And this is, uh, this is a good meme somebody created. Things that magically disappear. The TV remote, your wallet, Mike Barra's passport, and... Uh-oh, he froze. And F-35s. Now, all those other things disappear. So what may have happened to it? Maybe uh, Jaime Masson's dead alien. <laughs> Gold, the F-35. All right. Um, this, this is actually the second one that, that's done this. And they think it is a flaw in the life support systems. Uh, well, okay. So is that the case? Or, uh, again, a stand-down order for... All AV, all military aviation for two days. That smacks of a setup to me to bring somebody in to perform something in the skies over America. It, it it's really weird, and you you can't lose a plane like that, Brooks. You you can track them. You track them on radar. You have all kinds of different ways to find them. It, it well, what they did sense. is they did a search around where the pilot ejected. He landed safely he was minorly injured and uh and he was picked up by civilians and and taken care of but the jet actually crashed uh and you know just on its own just just crashing in, in the countryside and so it took him a while to find it but i i think it is a, a inherent flaw with the f-35 it's a greatly underfunded program because of virtual joe and his gang of criminals yeah. wanting to take all the money and send it to ukraine so they're really draining every possible program and and one of the programs of course two of the programs that they're draining one is the defense of the u.s border and the other one is uh uh the maintenance of the u.s military draining all the weapons draining all the airplanes the they're cannibalizing we call them hangar queens these are these are airplanes that were serviceable at some point but they ran out of spare parts so they start grabbing parts off the hangar queen and using it on, a, on a, other airplanes or helicopters to keep them flying uh ruben darren wants to know can a fighter be hacked remotely yes yes they can be yes it can be didn't you watch star trek 2 the wrath of khan Ruben Darren? Yes. Kirk hacked the Reliant and phasered it. So, yes, it does happen. It's exactly the same situation. Uh, it can be hacked. Um, Brooks, I find this whole scenario implausible. I know I know it probably crashed. I have, I have two stories that I've heard. One is it's in a hangar somewhere. A hangar may, in fact, be in Ukraine. Ooh. Uh, the other story I heard, and Blake, I'd, I'd like to get your comments on this and then just anything you might have to add to this story. Uh, the other story I heard is that there was an order. He was ordered to carry out a false flag operation, that there was a weapon aboard the aircraft that was going to be used on an American city to try to start World War III with Russia, and that the pilot disobeyed orders, basically pointed the craft down, straight down, and punched out. And... Now, an impact like that won't necessarily set off a nuclear weapon. You you basically have to get the plutonium and the uranium to pound together at you know incredible velocity. It's it's. Well, you have to arm it too. You have nuclear to arm detonation it. is a complicated process. Yeah, and, it, it and won't may, arm on the jet. Right, and that may be why they were so desperate to 
find it because there was a live nuclear weapon on board. Yeah. They would call out the public to go search for it. Normally, if it's a military thing, they're not gonna, they don't want the public anywhere near that, especially right. if it's nuke. But they were probably so desperate to find this thing. And, and again, there could be good cabal, good good military, bad military. I don't know. Those are two scenarios I heard. Either one of those sound plausible to you at all. They sound totally plausible to me because if you look at the way the war in Ukraine is going, they're losing, and Russia is about to make its major move and take Kiev, and that's going to be the end of it. No negotiations. There's not going to be any, uh, you know, negotiated peace. They're just going to take the five states, and then, and take Kiev as well. Uh, this is a, a strategy. But I don't think it's a smart one because they will do a false flag where they will blow up a nuclear weapon just like they did in some of all fears uh, to try to get Russia and the United States shooting at each other. Which, yeah. by the way, you can go back as far as you want in history. The United States and Russia have never been enemies. They have never shot at each other. The Soviet Union, yes, but that's a totally different crowd than who's running Russia. Russia is run by Putin. Putin was not a communist. He's not a Bolshevik. He's not with uh, the Soviet Union. He came up to the KGB, but as soon as he got leadership, he purged. He purged all those communists. We have never been at war with Russia, and if it wasn't for Russia, there would be no United States. Um, okay, so... Got to make a dirty deal with Stalin and save... Yeah, yeah, get all the help yeah. we could get on the Eastern Front. Yeah, with Russia fighting right. off the Nazis. Right. The Russia lost twenty-seven million people to the yeah. in World War Two. They are not going to go through that again. They're not going to let Moscow be bombed. They're not going to let the U.S. supply long-range missiles to Ukraine so they can shoot in deep into Russia. They're not going to allow it. It's the same thing for them as when the Russians or Soviets, when Khrushchev put nuclear weapons in Cuba. It's the same thing. Well, well, let me put it this way. Lavrov made a statement about that this week. And Lavrov is a very succinct individual. And the one thing you have to understand about Lavrov is he has never, ever been walked back. Not once. When he says something, it is the Russian policy. And when he says that we are de facto at war with the West because the West is supplying weapons to their enemies and the enemies mean to break Russia apart into these like 41 little provinces. Mm -hmm. No more Russia it goes away. It gets divided up among all the UN partners. That is war and they're going to defend Russia. And if we're the enemy, it leaves us open to be attacked on our soil. Right, exactly. Um, Okay, Brooks, I want to ask you one more thing. We've been hearing for a while that the offensive against Kiev is imminent. It hasn't happened yet. I I posted, I post, well, maybe it is happening. I posted on uh, Twitter X. Let's just call it Twitter X for now, Blake. What yeah. Twitter X? I posted on Twitter X um, the quickest way to end the war in Ukraine is to stop giving Ukraine any money. And of course, they're trying to give Ukraine a bunch more money now. And, actually finally running into some roadblocks in the Congress um, and cut the whole thing off and force Ukraine to come to peace with Russia, which is what Trump would probably do in about two minutes if he was president. So is it really about to happen? Are we going to have a military solution to this problem or is it going to be negotiated? 
uh, I think it's going to have to be a military solution. It's not going to be negotiated. In this budget that the Republicans are trying to put forward right now, there is no additional money for Ukraine. That's one of the reasons why the Democrats won't sign it and the Senate's not even look at it. Unless, of course, they keep losing senators like Menendez today. Yeah. But the, the other thing uh, that could stop this war is to defund NATO. If yep. you defund NATO, which is basically the pan-European army, and you defund Ukraine, that ends the war. That ends the war. Russia will not feel threatened at that point. Um, Blake, any thoughts on any of this uh, from your perspective? I know you're not a big airplane guy, so you probably don't have a lot to say. Well, actually, I, there's a point I, I need to make on this one. Uh, it's one of the most famous uh, false flags. It didn't actually happen back in 1962. Operation Northwoods was when they were speaking of Cuba. It was the CIA was going to have the, uh, you know, paint up these planes. For, uh, I'm actually going to read a little excerpt right out of uh, just even Wikipedia. It's, right on the, it's a proposed false flag operation originating from the Department of Defense, United States government, 1962, called for CIA operatives to both stage and commit acts of terrorism against the American military and civilian targets, blaming yeah. them on the Cuban government to justify a war against Cuba. So right. I think this has a very good chance of uh, they're joint, trying to do that playbook. And yep. actually do it for real this time. And that justifies our reason to go uh, fight Russia and get the people's, you know, to, on on our, on their side to, uh, yes, let's give them another $24 billion and let's send boots on the ground because, oh, my God, Russia blew up some civilians or some targets or took down this F-35. Yeah. I don't know what they're planning, but you they need that, a move. Yeah. You think the scenario that I heard is plausible? Then? It's, it's plausible that, that there was a false flag attack and the pilot just refused to go along with it. Sure, yeah. Why not? You know what I would like to know, Brooks and Blake? Yeah. Where's the pilot right now? And why aren't you yeah. talk to him? Yeah. Ooh, Let's get him out of here and what happened. Oh, did you hear what the official reason is, by the way? The official reason is that the life support system in the jet failed and the pilot had to punch out. Previously, they said bad weather. Oh, <laughs> what a joke. Bad weather. The F-35, by the way, having worked on it, is an all-weather fighter, as they say. Yeah. And by the way, the military takes out the equipment when the weather's bad. They want to fly when the weather's bad. Yep. And sometimes they have accidents, but they train in bad weather. Yep, absolutely. Okay, guys, um, anything that I've missed today, anything, Blake, that you want to talk about that we haven't talked about yet, we can dig it up and some, uh, oh man, I'm gonna have to scroll through. I'm looking there. There's so many weird things. Yeah, especially with uh, you know January 6th, or you know with, with Nancy Pelosi. Kind of, uh, she's been kind of pointed out as she could have prevented the entire thing by calling the National Guard. Even the uh, head of the Capitol Police called her out. Um, I know there was some other exciting stuff. You know, of course, the uh, they're going after Russell Brand or Dave Portnoy. Um, we've got uh, Massey, T Thomas Massey, you know, calling out um, Attorney General Garland. Uh, you know, the cap. So there's a, a few things uh, during one of the uh, committee hearings. They're, they're grilling him. Uh, maybe he caught himself into some, uh, you know, perjury by not knowing how many uh, assets. They lost track of how many assets they had. Uh, in, in operation on January 6th. So that narrative is kind of falling apart. Yeah, it was a pretty heavy news week with, with some of these things. I'll have to uh, continue digging. But um, 
yeah, it's very cool. We haven't even touched on all of it. It's just massive amounts of news every day. It's 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 great. Well, it is, but, but it, again, yeah. Maria Abramovich. <laughs> That's and, just and nobody is doing anything about these people. I mean, it can't get, it can't get to me. Could it get worse? I don't see how it can get. worse. Well, you know, they had they had Yovanovitch in there before. Yeah. And uh, she is a criminal money yeah. launderer. She hates Russia. Uh, and uh, she was uh, basically supervising the money laundering operation. Right. And that's why when President Trump called President Zelensky to congratulate him on his election and to ask about, by the way, where'd that investigation go? And by the way, when that phone call was made, I don't think Joe Biden was even a candidate. He hadn't announced he was going to run for president at that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, uh, Yovanovitch that said, we cannot let Trump speak to Zelensky. Zelensky's not fully you know, engaged yet. He's just in position. He might inadvertently slip up and disclose a bank account or disclose you know, a money channel that they had opened up. And that's why they impeached Trump. They impeached Trump so that he would not call Zelensky again. Just to say they were so desperate to keep Trump and Putin meeting privately. Because Putin gave him not only the evidence of the billion dollars Bill Browder stole from Russia and dumped 400 million of it into Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign. And he also gave him the evidence uh, as to where the Russian cabal special forces were in Syria so after the fake chemical attack, the targets Trump actually hit with his cruise missiles were all Russian banking cabal. They weren't actually Russian forces. That's why Putin never made a big deal out of it, because he got the guys that Putin wanted him to get rid of. So crazy stuff. Okay, uh, Brooks, why don't you tell everybody about what they can find over on brooksagnew.blog.com. Yeah, the easy thing to do when you get to the website, brooksagnew.blog or brooksagnew.com, if you look on the left-hand side, you'll see a blue button that says Ivan and Roxy without a prescription. Right there on the front. You don't have to go to a menu or nothing. I made it super easy for you. Click on this button. It takes you directly to the buy site. Now, you're buying a digital report from me about ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine and then i take the money you spent with me i send it to the underground railroad to japan my pharmacy and then they order from the manufacturer and it comes directly to you i never see it i don't make any money on it it goes directly from the factory to you and right now we have a 100 percent delivery performance sometimes it takes a little bit longer Sometimes we have to second send it a second time, but we have a 100% delivery performance. So trust me, you're going to get the goods, and you're not yep. going to get it cheaper anywhere. And these are the full FDA-approved 12-milligram tablets. Yep, and um, I know some Kimberly Reck, friend of the show, is taking some right now. She got diagnosed with the vid, so she's taking Ivan and Roxy together. Well, I took one a day while I was in Vegas. I'm taking one a day while I'm in Shasta. And I've been invited to go speak at a uh, political rally in Baker City, Oregon, about uh, uh, Oregonians that want to leave Oregon and become part of Idaho. And I'm going to be taking it every day while I'm on the road. And that's why I don't get sick. Counties should have the right to secede uh, and go to any state or county or these people want to turn the county lines into state borders. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. And uh, so, Brooks, you've, you've done a lot of good with that stuff. You really 
that. All right, Blake, uh, why don't you tell us what's going on over at the Next Level News? Besides, there's me and Brooks and Blake all smiling. Well, I'm still doing a couple of shows a week, Tuesday and Thursday, with my friend Brian of the New American Media. It's called mm -hmm. the Agree to Disagree Show, and we cover all of the latest news and current events. And yes, yeah, so we got you covered for yeah, all, all the crazy stories of the week. I think the other thing I didn't mention was just the uh, with the border, the bad rush at the border, thousands of people. It just continues to get worse. And it seems to be uh, intentional. It's obviously intentional. Right. I mean, maybe the, uh, the liberals are, are starting to finally see that this is not a good policy. So, yes, we're, we're being invaded. I don't think liberals are going to see anything. Like, uh, <laughs> well, the ones in the sanctuary cities, like even the ones in New York are starting to go, we can't take care of these uh, people anymore. It's one yeah. thing when it's out of sight, out of mind. It's happening somewhere in Texas. Right. It's not like literally they're invading your neighborhood oh yeah can't take it. so it's been a rude awakening but it's it's has to happen yep yep it absolutely has to happen uh okay so let's go a couple of last things here before we wrap up please go to the cbdgurus.com they're a wonderful sponsor of this and other podcasts where you can get all kinds of cool cbd products for your health i have some friends that have been going to them now and they really really love the stuff go down to the mike b wholesale tab type in the discount code a l i e n no uppercase no s on the end just a l i e n get this week's specials and you get some boulevard with all orders over 25 you get a million boulevard with orders over 50 you get two they got all kinds of really cool products and i cannot say enough good things about the where is it pain freeze roll-on cream it's not there well it's good oh this is x freeze roll-on gel you put that stuff on any part of your body that's hurting and it stops hurting and there's no drugs involved it's just pure cbd oil products great sponsors great wonderful people go there and pick up all kinds of cool cbd products okay so there's one thing i did forget russell brand got canceled and we'll start with you blake um you know they're they're accusing him of inappropriate sexual behavior oh you mean like the guy in the theater with lauren bobert um I, what do you think about this i i think it's probably it's it's bullshit they're just trying to silence yeah. other people say no he's got a creepy background what do you think yeah i think he's could have a creepy background but it's the fact that this is a coordinated attack they went these are you know 10 15 years ago you know, rumors, he hasn't been charged with anything, yet they full court pressed, you know, demonetized him, took him down, no charges, no nothing. They, he's opposition and they want to destroy him. He's he's effective and he's making the mainstream media look bad and they can't beat him on the issues, much like Joe Rogan or so many others. So they just try to uh, dig up stories, try to, you know, find people that you know bribe people from people's past and, and try to uh dig up dirt smear the characters it's really dirty it's awful and but this is the uh, the new warfare they're getting ready for 2024 they did the same thing that dave uh, portnoy uh, was a barstool sports but he, he fought back and he called out a washington post reporter who was going you know they're targeting his advertisers same with elon they're going after the advertisers it's guilty until proven innocent so it's it's dirty MSM, and it's sad. Yeah. They don't do their job anymore. They're just there to as mouthpieces for their uh, establishment, the regime propaganda. Yeah, yep. 
It's uh, sad that I try to make people look bad from uh, years ago. Yeah, well, you know what? I mean, yeah. there's probably some stuff people want to make a big deal out of for me, and it's like, I'll, I'll tell you what really happened. Just ask me. I'm not gonna, not gonna, um, not gonna pull any punches. Uh, Brooks, any final thoughts on Russell Brand? Or I don't, I don't have any of that stuff in my background. But welcome to the club, Russell. Yeah. We were doing it with both barrels long before you came along, and we got taken out. Now you've been taken out. Welcome to the club. Rebuild on Rumble, just like we are. Yep, Rumble told the guys the you know pound sand UK. I think it was the UK Parliament or something. Yeah, they went after everybody, or all of every all of his platforms. And Twitter said no, X said no, and Rumble said no. But yeah, YouTube was like, yeah, let's take them down, even though they can't explain why. You have to have charges against you before they can actually take you down. But they're setting a new precedent, and they want to shut down the alternative media. I'm not shedding any tears. This is a dangerous business, and we're up against a very, very dangerous enemy, and they play for keeps. If you want to keep going, you want to keep brave, you want to get up off the ground and shake yourself off and keep going, dust yourself off and keep fighting, join us. Yeah. Absolutely. And 2024 is, is everything. is about as high stakes as it gets. And either way, it might end up in a civil war. I, I certainly hope not. I hope there's a peaceful resolution for well, all of Well, I this. can tell you that, that great leaders that pull nations out of the morass, out of the quicksand like this, they're not made uh, with a silver spoon in their mouth. They're made in the refiner's fire. They're made in the forge. And I'll tell you where the forge is the hottest. The forge is the hottest in a 19th century dungeon in D.C. where they have political prisoners held without bail in a three foot by eight foot cell. That's where the forge is. That's where the future leaders of this movement are. And we're going to get them out. I sure hope you're right. This is uh, the battle for the soul of the republic. I so, guarantee yeah. you none of those guys have given up. Every single day, they know help is on the way, and it will come. And when they come out, they're going to come out swinging. Yeah, absolutely. I think we all are. It's going to turn things around real quick. We're going to be all in, all in a gulag. Who knows? Hopefully not. I think there's a lot more of us than there are of them, and we'll I guess we'll find out at some point. Us, all we need are marching orders. Yep. I agree, so... We'll, we'll see how this uh, plays out. Uh, By the way, most revolutions start when 3 to 4% of the people rebel. We have way yeah. more than that. Yeah, that's absolutely true. That's our forefathers dealt with a lot uh, more adversity than we did. So we have a lot more tools that are at our disposal, too, to uh, win more hearts and minds. So We might have an F-35. <laughs> That'd be nice. Could come in handy. I think we lost Mike. Yeah, yeah I don't know if uh, he's coming back. <laughs> well, I don't know. The internet's acting so weird lately. So weird. 